I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Sports on a Sunday Morning. There's a swing and a long one. That's a goner for Bader. Touchdown, Kansas City. Johnson pops a three. Oh, the Bayou Billiken says I'm involved too. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Well, look at us. The Garage Happy Hour. We've made it a year. It's been an incredible run thanks to you, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate than to bring on the guest I'm about to introduce, and uh, really appreciate it. Just a, a great, great run this show has had, and it's really because of you. You know, this was a little pandemic project that we started just to make everybody feel good, and suddenly the guests started rolling in, and I think everyone's enjoyed the conversation. I know we're going to enjoy this one. Tom Ackerman with you. Uh, we're sponsored by our great, great sponsor, Bomberito Automotive Group. And uh, we also have uh, Well First uh, from SSM Health is a wonderful sponsor. I'll say a few words about them here in a little bit. A couple others, too. We've got uh, Dubuque Coffee. Look at that. Located in, throughout the St. Louis area, including Yearbirds. And uh, several great restaurants here in the St. Louis area. Andrea's is also a little while. Andrea's uh, has, there's a steak sitting here next to me. What am I? I guess I'm going to take a big bite of steak along with my uh, cold frosty one. Let's bring in a guy who knows uh, all about this town and about uh, our great radio station. Look at this. It's John <laughs> Hamm. What's going on? Well, I'm happy to be the year anniversary guest. That's impressive. I'm, uh, uh, I may have truly made it. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad you, you have. You have arrived. You are in my garage literally five minutes from where you went to high school at Burroughs. True. Right down the street. Right, right around the corner. And as I was uh, telling you a little earlier, I am across the street from one of your best friends growing up. Gray right here in good old St. Louis, man. Yes, the Clark family. Yes, indeed. Uh, they are no longer uh, they are no longer St. Louisans, but they will always be uh, St. Louisans at heart for sure. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I hear you guys are having a little uh, gnarly St. Louis uh winter early spring weather there yeah yeah it's you know it's it's typical st louis john i mean they they hit us with 70 75 that sounds right really warm days and boom winter winter comes again we got 32 tonight i think we're gonna feel like we're in the 20s and then this weekend we're back into you know 65 70 yeah the yo-yo the yo-yo weather of spring is never never appreciated yeah, it's unbelievable. What are your uh, memories of growing? First of all, thank you again for coming on. What are My your pleasure. memories of uh, growing up around here? You know, it's interesting. I grew up on uh, on the north side, uh, so I was a North County kid and uh, um, in Florissant and Normandy, 
and around in there. And it's, uh, you know, it was great. I just remember, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, it was a very different time, obviously. Um, everything ran around the neighborhood. You know, you just, you had a roving pack of neighborhood kids who, whatever uh whatever season it was was the was the sport that you would play and pick up whatever whether it was football or or baseball or frisbee or you know whatever whatever you had going on was was the sport of of choice um and and it was you know it was that or you would just ride your bike to whatever uh bowling alley you could find so you could play pac-man that was that was pretty much my life for the for the first uh, 13 or so years from from the ability to ride bike onwards but uh, yeah, it's amazing. I was talking about it with a friend today and, and we were saying like, it's so weird, like obviously the pandemic has, has really shifted things into a more virtual space. But this idea that that there's no more kind of active physical play is a, is a bummer, especially because now you kind of you're not meant to be able to do that. Like it's hard even for the pros to figure out how do you how do you play sports without a mask? You know, how do you. Yeah how dangerous is it you know and and thank gosh we're on the on the other side of uh of whatever we've reached the tipping point you know i think and i think it's you know people are starting to get vaccinated and and everybody's really gonna be um we're gonna be closer to the end than than we are to the beginning thank thank goodness but uh yeah man that was it it was being outside and what other crappy weather st louis had to offer whether it was you know two a days when i was a senior at burroughs in 99 degree weather with 95 percent humidity or uh or freezing cold uh 20 below wind chill in the uh, in the wintertime playing snow football so it was that's what it was yeah no doubt it's you know part of growing up here and you know i think about uh getting back shoulder to shoulder at cardinals games full house full throttle that'll get there it, it'll it'll happen eventually we're yeah we're, for we're, sure we're not it's got to be it's got to come back to a semblance of normalcy like there's just no version of that that it's that is tenable it's it's just it, it, it's not uh it's not sustainable so we're we'll find out and we'll figure it out and and we'll you know if if uh, if we're anything as as fans and as as people, we're we're resilient. So that's uh, that's that's to our benefit. Yeah, a home opener two weeks uh, from three weeks from today. We got the opening day in Cincinnati two weeks from today. Isn't that wild? Very exciting. I know it's uh, it's kind of bizarre to think that you know. I mean, the passage of time has meant so so little <laughs> this last year and. And that the traditional uh, kind of signposts have been moved and blurred, and uh, but but it always feels like opening day of baseball is something big, and I feel like it's going to be, it'll be different this year, but it'll be celebratory nonetheless. And I think especially Cardinal fans have a lot to look forward to, hopefully. Yeah, there's something very special about the home opener in St. Louis. There's no sporting event quite like it, and I really think it's a tribute to all the generations of fans and players. You know, just the, the For incredible sure. people. I mean, it's it's the same. You know, I think it's pretty much across the board. I think that that the the, the people in the, the fans in St. Louis love lustily. You know, they're 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 whether they're Cardinals or Blues. You know, at this point, but even back in the old days, my old days of football Cardinals, I remember sitting in that freezing cold Bush Stadium watching Jim Hart and uh, you know uh, Dan Deardorff for Christ's sake, uh, <laughs> in, in freezing my butt to the to the uh, aluminum uh, ra- you know the aluminum seats that you had to sit on. It was, you know, it was, that's what you did. That was part of the price you paid. So, uh, and they were not a good football team. Yeah. But, I, uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the seventies. And then, you know, when I went, uh, I was, I was right there. I'm a little younger than you, but 
uh, Section 232, football Cardinals. So I was yeah, more like Neil Lomax, For Roy sure. Green. A little that bit group. better. Yeah, he had a little bit had a little bit more success back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I was talking with uh, with uh, Kelly Chase actually uh, a little earlier today, and there, it, the, you mentioned the idea of community, and, and you know Chaser's been really involved with the the Blues Alumni Fund with a lot of the guys that we know from from over the years, and the, the Pavlovskis and and uh, Barry Federko, obviously, and uh, the guys from back throughout the generations of, of Blues hockey, and they're starting this fund where they're just trying to help small businesses and help the community pull together, and it's. It's what you do, you know. It's what you do as a community. You try to lift up everybody else, especially when, when something like this that is so unprecedented and so difficult to navigate and unknowable and unknown, uh, you you lean on your neighbors, and and that's been you know the the Cardinals and the Blues especially have had a, a outsized impact in that in that for the community and not only providing entertainment and providing something to look forward to, but but also providing actual help and to, to people in need. Yeah, it's a it's a great great group of alumni. the The group is amazing, and they all stay here for a reason. Didn't you uh, give back yep. to this area in in the area of uh, multiple ways? But didn't you buy Emo's Pizza for healthcare <laughs> workers here? Uh, yeah, that was early on. I, I I remember they had a fundraiser, and and I thought, well, you know, if there's one thing that everybody appreciates, it's hot pizza coming their way, and. If you're in St. Louis, and there's obviously one particular pizza that that comes your way, and we were able to make that happen, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, giving back to me is like I, you know, as a, as a kid from a single mom and and a person who has who has benefited from you know various you know community programs from from the arts to sports to to what have you. You know, it's I don't think any kid that wants to do something like that should have to be excluded because they can't pay for it, you know? And I think that there's so many nice uh, uh, versions of that community organization that can, that can help in that respect. And um, you know, the, the, the blues alumni is, is one thing, and, but there's, a, there's hundreds and hundreds of them and uh, they've, they've helped so many kids get through so much stuff. And, and, and that, that pays it forward in every possible way. So, Yeah. Yeah, the Blues are uh, in your heart for sure. I know that uh, the Stanley Cup run was – you know what's incredible about that, actually, is weren't you, when they won the Stanley Cup, shooting a commercial in Canada? Yes, I was. I was in Vancouver, Canada, shooting a commercial for a Canadian company that I represent up there called Skip the Dishes, which is essentially like Postmates or Uber Eats or whatever for Canada. But it's only available in Canada, so people don't really know about it down here. But up there, it's huge. And uh, they're an NHL sponsor. They're all over the boards. And, and it's uh, it's really funny. And it was my, I think, second or third year doing it for them, maybe third year doing it for them. And it so happened to, you know, coincide with the, the Stanley Cup final. And I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> like, this is this is terrible. Uh, but there was Vancouver was a very welcoming place for for the for the Blues fans because they have their own particular history with with Boston uh, the Bruins and they don't like them either. So we, we, we commiserated in that. And when, when the blues won, there was, there was much celebrating on the set. So it was, um, I immediately got on a plane. That was my last day of shooting. I got on a plane the next day and came back to St. Louis. Well, at least you were in Canada. I mean, at least you're on a set where they they weren't like, what Stanley Cup? I mean, everybody. Oh yeah. It would have been weirder if you were in like Japan or something and they were just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But, uh, what a run it was. And then you, but you were able to participate quite a bit. I mean, you came back, you saw games, you, you caught up with the team. And of course the parade was just unbelievable. 
Fantastic. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing, sometimes literally, but, but uh, I've, I've definitely ha- been a part of, you know, of the, of the fan base uh, for a long time and have participated in various Cardinal celebrations and, and all the other things where we get a lot of, a lot of people downtown, but uh, this was, this one felt, you know, unique in its own way. And, and I'm telling you, it was such a, the people that were there know, like it was, there was, there wasn't a dry eye in the house and there wasn't a person's face that wasn't smiling. It was just such a fun, even though that it was kind of a misty, rainy, gross day, it was just, a, it turned into a beautiful day and it was really nice and everybody was happy and laughing. And it was, it was just a blast. Like it was, it was one of those unmitigated, unfettered moments of joy that, that you get so few times as a sports fan, especially as a blues fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. Because how many years were they so close? For sure. And, and Right? I mean, we both grew up here and, and root for this team. And, you know, you think about all the players that were that close they wanted. You know, every team wanted to be the first to do it. So it was, it was really it was just a celebration for everybody. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. It was that, it was that kind of a cathartic kind of feel. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, I was pleased to be a part of it. I was pleased. A friend of mine, my, my best friend growing up at Burroughs, he, uh, Ted Simmons, his oldest son, uh, John, is, is, you know, one of my best friends in the world. He lives in Australia now with his wife and kids. And I said, as soon as we got in the final, I was like, you know, you're coming, right? And he said, I don't know, dude, it's a long flight and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, this, we're going to be 50. This has been 50 some odd years. Like w- this might not happen in another 50 years. You better get up here. We're going to make it happen some way. So we did. And we got him to the building for, for games three and four, which was awesome. Unbelievable. Um, you, uh, you just turned 50. Uh, I did. Birthday. Thank you. Uh, is it, uh, so I'm 45. I'll be 46 this summer getting there. What's, is it different? Do you feel different? What, it, what is the difference? You know, it's uh, a friend of mine has a, he's a stand up comedian and he has a bit about how after you turn 21 birthdays are immaterial, except for, except for, uh, you know, the the de- the decade turning over it's like an odometer uh i remember when i turned 30 it was fun it was like just on my way to becoming an actor i, I was surrounded by friends and 40 i was i was uh, I had a big celebration with a lot of famous people and everything and 50 was like I, I was here at home i had friends come through it was the middle of pandemic i was with my girlfriend and her family and I was like, this is perfect. This is just exactly where I need to be. I'm, I couldn't be happier. And I, as I, as I told everyone, I was like, it was the best birthday I've ever had. It just, uh, do, do I feel old? No. Uh, so it's, uh, I just feel like I feel comfortable and happy and it's, it's a good, it's a good feeling. Um, I've had a lot of people in my life that are, that are older than I, uh, parental types and, and mentors and what have you who, who over the course of the last week of, of birthday celebrations have, have said, you know, I talk to people all the time. I'm like, if you could go back to any age, what would you do? And, and nobody says like, oh, I want to be 23 again. Nobody <laughs> says like, I want to be 35 again. Everyone's like, I want to go through my fifties again, man. It was like, you're set. If you did it right, you're in good shape. Uh, you're surrounded by people that love you. And, um, that's, there are worse there are worse places to be, so I'm I'm pretty happy. That's John Ham. A little bit more from him after the break. Wait till you hear him break down the Blues and the Cardinals. What is he trying to be a guest host on Sports Open Line? 
John Ham, terrific job on the Garage Happy Hour. I'm Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning continues after this. From KMOX Sports, here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. The Blues 8-1-2 in California, but you know who had his eye on them when they were in L.A.? John Ham. The St. Louis born actor with us on KMOX Radio and the Garage Happy Hour. Well, yeah, I mean, they were a little flat in that game. They had to, they had to sit on their heels for 48 hours because I guess there was a snowstorm in Colorado or something, yeah. which is weird, like having a snow day, but everything is weird now. So who knows? I think they, you know, I've never seen a team in any sport get beat up by the injury bug that that has happened to this team i mean you could have started a pretty decent team with everybody we had on on ir for a second there like so many you know it was insane and so hopefully we'll get better at the right time the the fun thing has been to watch the young kids uh contribute you know the uh dakota joshua's and the uh, and and the younger guys, Wallman, you know, those dudes, like just it's next man up, and you gotta you gotta play. And 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 when you have guys like Ryan O'Reilly, and you have guys like you know Falk and Scandella, and these guys who who got quite a few games under their belt, that that definitely helps with with a with a real you know couple real young kids that are up there, you know, and I'm sure their 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 heads are swimming, but. You got a job to do. You got to do it. So I think, I think I, the, the core of that team is talented. It's a real, it's a real good team. When, if we start clicking on all cylinders, I think we're going to be dangerous. This is a guest host of Sports Open Line, John Ham, with us. Uh, <laughs> there's no, there's no. I would say a great breakdown, honestly, with the, with some of those younger players coming in, and uh, you know the Cardinals have they made the move. You know Joe Buck. Uh, you and I have a mutual friend in Joe, and when I had him on this show and otherwise, you know, we were talking about the team, but recently I had him on the radio and he said, you know, the Cardinals have their billboard player. And Nolan Arenado yep. was actually on this show, the garage happy hour a few weeks ago. And what a wonderful human being he is. I mean, what an addition and what a player. He's going to fit in really nicely. He's, you know, arguably the best third baseman in the game. He's, you know, he's you know, Goldschmidt finally has some protection in that lineup. There's so much good about, about that move that I was like, wait, we did what? Yeah. <laughs> How'd that happen? Like, yeah. uh, that's the kind of thing that happens to other teams. Like, you know, and, and uh, I'm so pleased that, that they pulled the trigger on that and got the deal done. And I think that it's that kind of stuff that, look, he doesn't have to come out and hit 200 home runs and, and bat 750 for it to be a, a win. He can, he, you know, he's going to, he's going to find, you know, uh, his place in the in the lineup, in the community, in the clubhouse, the whole thing, and it's it's going to take a while. But that's why that's why the baseball season is as long as it is. It's not a sprint, um, and he's a he's a quality you know five six tool player that uh, that any team would want on their squad uh, on that corner. So I, I I look forward to it. You know, it's it's like every other year if, if the pitching comes through, if the injury bug doesn't bite too hard. Then, then we could scare some people, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it for sure. I love how several years ago when I was at the uh, Cardinals Hall of Fame introduction of Ted Simmons, I reintroduced myself to you and you said, oh, hey, yeah, so uh, what do you think of the bullpen? I mean, are they going <laughs> <laughs> to be you – know, Immediately in the, in the work mode, I mean, yeah. Really, was... I mean, you keep track of it. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is, it's, it's so, I mean, it's, it's easy now. Like you have every sports page in the world on your phone and I've got the MLB app, I've got the NHL app and the athletic and everything else. And it's, you know, it's definitely something to, to pass the time when you're, when you're waiting in line or, or what have you going through an airport or, or whatever. But yeah, that was a really great event. Uh, Teddy being uh, inducted into the Cardinal hall of fame and he was supposed to go in last year to the, to the big boy hall of fame, but they had to pause the ceremony and, and they're doing it this year. I was supposed to go with the, the Simmons family, but they're obviously taking heavy, heavy precautions for yeah. some of those guys are a lot older than, than you think. And they want to, they want to make sure everybody is, is uh smart, you know, and when Derek Jeter's going in too, you know, that half of New York city is going to be there. So if they, if they would have opened it up to everybody, it would have been a madhouse. So I appreciate it. You know, Teddy's Teddy's plaque ain't going anywhere. So um, it's so well deserved. He's such a great man, and a great player, and had such a great career uh, with the Cardinals and elsewhere. But um, I'm happy that he that he got his due because he he deserved it. That is John Ham, big Cardinals fan, huge Blues fan, and a good man. Uh, I appreciate him doing the Garage Happy Hour. It was great. Big fan of KMOX. I know that. We turn things over to John Mozela, Cardinals president of baseball operations. Next. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm five minutes late for John Mozeliak. I should get fined for that. Cardinals President of Baseball Operations is with us live at 1135. Good morning, Mo, and good afternoon in Jupiter. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you. It's good to be with you. The Cardinals get the win yesterday, 5-2 to two over the Astros. Wins and losses in the Grapefruit League are what they are. Uh, but uh, you look at performance and you look at health, don't you? And um, it's great to be along with you. I want to get right into it. John Gant uh, with a five-inning performance. He's mixing his pitches. He's looking pretty good so far. Yeah, he, he threw the ball really well yesterday, and, and that's great to see. Um, you know, the one thing after when, you, when you're thinking about what you're looking for, uh, he, he was able to get a two run lead. Right. And then the next inning, he struggled a little bit. But one of the things that you're always trying to see with with young pitchers, especially pitchers that are trying to adjust to a new role is, you know, can they post that zero after a team takes a lead? But, you know, you started the conversation by saying, like, what are you looking for in a spring training outing because it's really not about wins and losses but it is about our players getting their work in are are you able to do it staying healthy and the third objective obviously is you know are you performing and and so you know i think yesterday checked a lot of those boxes for us at many levels for, for players and that was great to see how do you feel overall about the rotation just to, based on what you've seen and, and what's to come still some games to get in here you know, I'm excited on, on how John has thrown the ball and as well as Ponce. I mean, we're still, you know, fingers crossed that, that we're not going to miss KK for any significant amount of time, but we'll, we'll know a lot more as we're talking this time next week. Um, so we'll have a better answer for you then. But um, obviously, Miles is going to miss some time, and uh, we expect that. But, you know, overall, I feel like, you know, the guys have been throwing the ball well. I think, you know, Adam Wainwright's been sort of the anchor of that to date. Um, you know, he's, he's really looked good in this camp. So, you know, I think overall we feel like we're throwing the ball well. We'd like to see a few less walks overall, not just from starters, but just from the bullpen in general. But, um, you know, I, I do think, 
overall our pitching will be one of our strengths going into this year. Helsley had a couple of walks yesterday following Gant, and then Jordan Hicks comes in. Goodness. I mean, he, he's, he had it dialed in, didn't he, yesterday? Yeah, I don't want to complain about strike zone, but it did appear that Helsley threw a couple strikes that were called balls. I agree. When you have that happen, it becomes very difficult, right? <laughs> um, and you're right. Hicks is uh, looks like he hasn't really missed a beat, which is, is great to see. And, and I think the most important thing for the Cardinals is just making sure we protect him and put him in a position of success. And uh, going back to Helsley, you've got some uh, big arms in that bullpen, don't you? I mean, velocity is one thing, but getting yourself into a big league sort of routine uh, and where you are in, in your preparation, it's been nice to see Helsley's ascent here over the last couple of years. Well, he's always been a, a talented player coming up through our system, but you're right. I, I, you know, he's really sort of had a coming out party of late and, um, you know, expectations are high for him, but you know, look at the overall bullpen in general. And, you know, you're looking at like how Alex Reyes is throwing the ball, albeit not the best outing his last appearance, but from just what's coming out of the hand, it's it's really exciting. So as you're starting to weigh how you think about our bullpen will unfold this season, I think there'll be a lot of tools in the toolbox for our, for our manager, and I think that's uh, really encouraging news. The Cardinals have the full day off today. They'll be back at it tomorrow. It gives you some time to sort things out and take a look at what you have. You did make some moves yesterday. You optioned Seth Elledge and Angel Rondon, a couple of your pitchers, along with Yvonne Herrera and Ali Sanchez, a couple of your catchers, Delvin Perez, Evan Mendoza, good player there, um, and some others were moved. So you're down to 44. Uh, one of those players that interests me is Angel Rondon. I, I think maybe when you talk about the depth that you have, maybe he's some, one of those forgotten names, but uh, he could give you some innings down the road, couldn't he? Oh, for sure, for sure. And, you know, typically you can read into a little bit about what um, camp production looks like in, in a normal camp, but this is really about making sure that, that we're able to get some work on the backfields prior to us breaking for our, our alt camp. So it's a little bit of a different strategy than maybe normal uh, camps. But, you know, Rendon's a guy that, you know, we are excited about. And, you know, I definitely think he's someone that you'll see in St. Louis at some point this year for sure. I, the, I didn't get a chance to chat at length with you. I know you've talked about it with the media, but that setup that you have at GCS Credit Union Ballpark, what a nice uh, convenience that is and a good thing that you were able to work out with the Grizzlies. You'll have the opportunity to have players right here in St. Louis, John. Yeah, very grateful for um, the Grizzly staff ownership to help accommodate us. I mean, really, it's it's when you think about us being in Springfield last year versus now being, you know, a 12 minute drive from Bush Stadium. I think from a player standpoint, from a staffing standpoint, they're grateful for that. And, you know, candidly, going back to Springfield, when that field is being used by Missouri State, the fact that the university's in session we just thought this might be a little simpler to manage. And uh, fingers crossed, it's only for a month. But, yeah, grateful we get to utilize Grizzlies Ballpark. That's right. And then you'll use Bush Stadium. Is that still the plan when the team is away? You get to turn on the lights there and, and do some things over there too? That's that's the hope. Um, you know, fingers crossed weather works out and, and we're able to do that. You know, the one maybe downside is is we're sort of limited on when we can use the ballpark with the Grizzlies. So, 
you know, getting some under lights work at Bush, I think will be very beneficial to the entire group. Your club offensively yesterday, John Nagowski, I mean, it's hard to see where he would fit on the roster, but he sure makes a little noise here at the end of the Grapefruit League, doesn't he, with another couple of RBIs? Well, he's a good hitter. Um, I mean, you know, he's one of those guys that uses the whole field. I think a lot of times when people are profiling first baseman, they want to see a little bit more thump. But, you know, I'm glad we have him. Um, Obviously, uh, how he fits on this current roster, that's still TBD. But, you know, he's having a great camp, and it's it's nice to see. It is. And uh, your man Dylan Carlson hit a bomb that might not have landed yet. I mean, that's... That was a nice little source of power to get things going. Overall, your outfield, uh, how would you uh, take a look at how they've performed? Well, I think overall they've performed well. Um, obviously, O'Neill's having a great camp offensively mm-hmm. and, and seeing the things that we, we were hopeful of seeing, so that's outstanding. You know, I think Bader is, is still looking for that, that sort of get-hot moment, but I'm okay if he tables that until April. Um, but Overall, I feel really good about our outfield. And, you know, I was talking with some people just yesterday. You know, I have a lot of confidence in our everyday club. I I really do. I think um, they're coming together well. I mean, anytime you're anchored by a Goldie and Arenado in the infield, that's not a bad place to start. So, you know, I think right now what we're seeing out of of these guys is really uh, encouraging. Definitely exciting, and uh, this is also exciting. I'll go ahead and announce it now. I think I will. John Hamm was on the Garage Happy Hour this past Thursday. He did a terrific job. I could only follow that up with one person, and that is the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, is going to join me on the Garage Happy Hour. It's been a long time coming. We're celebrating a year of the show. I can't think of a better way to do it than talking some ball with you. Well, it only took you a year to invite <laughs> me, so you should feel good about that. Um, and then secondly... Is is this sort of like a this is a casual environment, right? Yeah. Like you, 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 yeah, we're not breaking any news a here. Cocktail. You sometimes are drinking a beer or something, right? Yeah, I'll have a beer in my hand. I know you're going to be at the ballpark, so you don't have to do that. I, mean, I don't know if you're what the regulars working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surprise, but yeah, <laughs> looking forward to it. It'll be fun and uh, lighthearted and. Uh, I guess we'll chat Thursday. Yeah, it's always good. It's kind of like, you know, some of the chats you and I have had through the years. It's it's fun. We'll we'll have some people dropping in, and Cardinals fans love the show. I know that, and they'll love seeing you. So we appreciate it very much. Thanks for doing that. We'll catch up with you. That sounds great. You be well. You too. There's John Mosellock on KMOX. Talk some blues next. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Before we go, how about we circle back to the St. Louis Blues with a 5-2 win over the Sharks last night. Coach Craig Berube pretty happy. Well, I think it's just like we talked about before, uh, everybody being committed out there when you don't have the puck to uh, keeping, you know, keeping your net protected. We're doing a better job protecting our net and having people there and um, you know, just making sure things are sorted out. And, and really, you know, playing good defense comes down to a commitment. Um, you know, having good sticks, heavy sticks, being heavy in your own zone, battling, and and you got to also make some desperation blocks and and stuff like that. So I think our guys, you know, are really committed to it right now. Did you just? Uh, it just took you a while to to get the point across to them, or? <laughs> Well, I think we've gone through stretches where we've done a good job defensively, and uh, 
you know, and then there's some games where it gets away from us. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and revisit the whole season. Craig, uh, we talked to O'Reilly, and, and obviously their line was so effective tonight. Um, he talked about, you know, stripping pucks and putting them in the right places. Is that, is that what drives that group whenever they're going as well as they are? <clears throat> well, we talked about getting on their defense tonight and, and get, having good sticks and forcing, their, forcing them to make turnovers, and that's what they did. And, you know, they forced, they forced the Sharks into bad situations, and they're competitive and tenacious on the puck, and they ended up being rewarded with, a, you know, a couple, few, three goals, I think. Anything you can say about Bozak's situation, precaution, or did he take a step back? Nothing to do with the old injury. It's um, new, like it's just banged up a little bit. Um, it's day to day right now. What do you think of Kairos' uh, play tonight? Especially seeing him, uh, you know, get net front and muscle around and. and well, he. I thought the last couple games he's been way better, more competitive, skating better, and attacking, uh, doing the things he was doing before. Um, so it's all it's all based on his feet. Uh, when he's skating and attacking, he's a dangerous player, and you know he does, he's doing a good job around the net too. He's getting to the net more. Craig, how about Huso's work? He had a lot of, a lot of action. It seemed like in front of the net. Well, that's what this team does. Uh, they throw a lot of pucks around there, and they go to the net hard. And thought Billy stood tall tonight and did a good job. And. Uh, you know, won a game, gave us a chance to win, made some good saves. You don't see that face-off violation called often. What did you think of that? And uh, that was just an opportunity to take advantage of. Well, we had to. We didn't do it in the first two power plays, so we needed to take advantage of that one, and we did. Craig, it's hard to have an appreciation for what Billy's been able to do for you on a nightly basis, but in a month from now, when you're able to look back and say you're able to rest Bennington and, and have Huso win you some games, just what does this mean big picture? Well, it means a lot. I think this year, especially with the shortened season and all the games, your backup goalie's got to go in and win you hockey games. Um, it's key. It's really, it really is. It's uh, a really important position this year. Thanks. On Bozak, did you come right down to pregame, or did you kind of have an idea beforehand? Well, we had an idea, but you wanted to try it and warm up. So it didn't, it didn't work out. He, he wasn't able to perform. So uh, that was it. Thanks. Berube almost slipped out of there before he was asked about Tyler Bozak's upper body injury. Here's Captain Ryan O'Reilly. This year in general just kind of sums it up. Just you never know what's going to happen. You know, we wake up in the morning, we hear, we hear Sandy's, Sandy's not playing. And then again, we're at the rink, we find out about Sonny, just terrible news. And, and then Bozy, obviously, it's just, yeah, it's unfortunate, but... Again, I thought we did a great job. The guys coming to the lineup uh, played outstanding. And our physical, broad energy. Um, you know, we got great depth, and I think uh, you know it just it showed tonight with uh, the way those guys played. And yeah, just again, like this this season, yeah, you know, it's so you know you just got to be on your toes. You know, you never know what's going to happen, and you just got to be ready to come and compete. It seemed like you guys were stout defensively again tonight too. Looked like kind of the old Blues for two nights in a row. What? Chief mentioned you guys had talked about it over the weekend. Just what were those talks? Um, yeah, I think uh, you know after last game, I think we 
you know, we forechecked well, but we were kind of getting beat up ice a bit too much and, and giving them too much off the rush. And I thought we did a bit, you know, I thought we did a much better job tonight at just tracking and, you know, not running out of position. Um, you know, we came back hard, kept them to the outside, and you could see they didn't generate as much, which was, you know, huge for the win. And it, uh, yeah, that's kind of what we have to do more of, you know. We have to be tough to play against and build our game and obviously got some good bounces offensively and such. But, uh, yeah, the the main focus is the defensive part, and we did a good job. Brian, why was your line so effective tonight? And going in, did you just feel like this is one of those games where you guys as a line – could, or felt like you needed to put the team on your shoulders and kind of lead by example. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, last uh, yesterday, I think we were a little frustrated. We didn't kind of create enough. Um, I know for myself, last few games have not been creating enough offensively. And, you know, I think we just had a mindset. You could see we were just coming into the zone and, you know, we had a certain hunger. We were stripping pucks. We were putting them in the right areas and, and, and created some really dangerous chances. And, you know, I think we just, after getting on the board earlier, you could tell we kind of just, had a bit more confidence. We, you know, we just kept working and got, uh, you know, some huge goals for us tonight. And it was nice. Uh, yeah, it's nice to contribute. You know, we have to keep stepping up in, in times, especially as we get into these these really crucial games. Ryan, were you surprised to see the fight, face-off violation on Marlowe and talk about that pivotal turning point in the game there with the power play goal? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, they were you know, cheating pretty good on the face-off tonight. Um, uh, you know, what happens, you know, like the second one, it's, yeah, it's something that's happened, and, and and I've been on the other end of it, and it's 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 annoying, but it is the rule, and um, you know I think we took advantage of the bounce. You know, obviously it's a fortunate thing for us get, to get a power play like that, um, but yeah, you know we can't we can't control it. We have to go and be ready to to just deal with it, and we did. You know, we get a big goal, and yeah, take over the game from there. You got kicked out of a draw there a few minutes later. Were you a little nervous maybe that they were going to get you with something there? Were they just kind of uh, in that mood tonight? Or what, what was that? What was the mindset on the faceoffs tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I think after that they were really, uh, really cautious to make sure if we were cheating they were going to throw us out. And they did, rightfully so. But, uh, you know, I think DP was coming in to take the draws and we kind of looked at each other to make sure, you know, we don't we don't cheat here. It's got to be a perfect draw. We'd rather take the loss than, than a penalty. So... Just something we yeah, just discussed. Let's do two more for Ryan. Ryan, the uh, the team's work rate seemed really good tonight, uh, especially considering it was a second, you know, the end of a back to back. Where did that energy come from? Um, you know, I thought the the guys that came into the lineup, I think, provided great energy. They see their just the way they were forechecking, tracking, finishing checks. I think they did a great job. That uh, they kind of fed, you know, we felt it throughout the lineup. Um, you know, I think a big win last night, I think, gave us a little more confidence in our game. Um, we think we kind of knew we were going to find a way to win this one. And, yeah, it was just something that, uh, you know, what we needed. We needed a big win, kind of get going a bit, spark us. And, uh, yeah, it was good. we got to keep it going. What did you think of Uso's work? He had a lot, he had a lot, a lot of scrums right in front of him tonight. Yeah, he did. Uh, you know, he was stellar tonight. He made some huge, timely saves. And you just see him fight, like, you know, working through those, all the traffic, Staying with it, you know, staying strong, making the making the right save at the right time. He, uh, you know, he was a rock tonight. He made sure he shut that door and did a fantastic job. The Blues' next game at Vegas tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.